0: This is Joe Cole.
1: This is Ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London Blue, Blue Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the London is Blue podcast here live from Leeds. I am the man before the screen. I don't have a name, but you know, you heard me from World War II. It's quite simple. Uh, Dan and Nick and Jake are joined by a very sexy, fine gentleman called Louis Beneventi. I'm sure you've heard of him. He seems like quite a lovely chap. But regardless from that, we're here to dissect the game of Chelsea taking on Leeds United. Dirty, dirty... Dirty leads. And uh, we'll see what happens next. Before we get into this, obviously, do make sure you uh, check out the sponsors who financially support the podcast. And uh, make sure you follow everybody on their relevant socials. I've been Lamp, because it's the first thing I've looked at. And good evening. Goodbye. Good night. And good day. Is that right?
0: (laughs) All right, Chelsea fans. Welcome back to another episode, that's right, of the London is Blue podcast, sort of live from Leeds. I'm
2: from Leeds?
0: Leeds, you say? Dirty Leeds. That's right. Yeah. Dirty Leeds. We ventured north of the wall that we know as London, that we know as Stamford Bridge. Dan here alongside Nick, as well as young producer Jake and special guest, Louis
1: Benevente. What? Just chilling here.
0: <laughs> Yay!
1: I've had quite a lot of drinks, so, you know, this will be quite fun. I'll be good. I promise. I've already got all the bad jokes out of I haven't I, Nick? Have you? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we really hope so. Look, again, this is another one of our episodes that we're recording on the back of our trip over to London. First time in 2.5 years that we're back over here. And it's not our typical match review. So I'm sure there are some great through match reviews. Thank you, Sean, for collecting those. I'm sure that there were some wonderful stats. I'm sure that there's a lot of additional stuff that you might want us to get into. However, this is the swerve on that, because we're going to talk a little bit about the experience of getting up to the ground. Got up here this morning, enjoyed the day-ish in Leeds, had a wonderful time out, met up with Louie and a bunch of other friends, and took in a game. And we're helping to send Leeds down.
2: Dan, I'm no expert, but I think it points trajectory-wise,
1: it appears that Leeds are going down.
0: Louis, can you confirm?
1: I, I can confirm, but I'm slightly disappointed because I just managed to pay £26 for a round for five people, and that's, you know, it's quite important to me. Um, I just kind of hoping that they can stay up purely for that reason, you know. Rather, Burnley go down because of that, because he wants to go to Burnley?
2: By the way, I can totally, totally agree with that. Burnley should be going down. Yeah.
1: But mainly for the pints reason, right? It's
2: purely just for the pints. Mostly in Banter, too.
1: <laughs> I. I Uh look guys,
2: uh we had a fun day. This was not a typical match experience. Dan, if you'll if you'll trade me my beer for the one that I mistakenly took a sip out of which was yours, that'd be great. Um cheers guys to uh to three points. How about that? A little clink, a little clink action. That's great. Uh yeah, <clears throat> this is not your typical review podcast. Uh the, the day started uh in in typical fashion. Uh, got up, got a series of trains, uh, many, many trains, probably in train stations for the better part of four hours. We missed a train for sure.
3: We didn't well, miss it. Yeah. The train missed us.
2: The train was vandalized, and thus we could not ride it, uh, which was not a whole lot of fun. However, Dan, and this is really important, we swerved.
0: We did swerve. We made it on the train. On the train north to Leeds. with had a chance to watch the... Rolling hills, the plains pass us by, plenty of gray clouds, green pastures, solar farms. To
2: put us asleep or
0: what? Well, look, it uh, almost nestled us to sleep the warm embrace of the <laughs> cargo carriage that we were in. But eventually, it basically was like a cargo carriage.
2: We were in. <laughs>
1: You're in a cargo carriage I'm so I was oh, Look, we,
0: we had to sneak our way out into the train It was not the train that we originally intended to be on
1: Oh right, yeah I had a very different experience um, It was a bit cheaper for me to travel first class And take a standard ticket for some reason So Chelsea, she sorted those out um, I was drinking whiskey on the train up Free sandwiches um, had, had a chocolate pudding as well, it was very nice a cup of tea, wow. another whiskey Wow. <laughs> Another whiskey. <laughs> That's very, very, very posh and very Chelsea of you. It was, it was, it was 30 quid for a first class ticket. We felt so out of place. It was brilliant. We were sat there in between businessmen. And there were, I, I literally overheard one guy talking about five million shares he just bought in a company. Wow. And there was me going, Oh, this is fun. I'm just going to play the frog game on my iPhone while yeah, I'm with, on the train. No, what you do then? What you do then is you
3: say, Oh, yeah, I also invested in that. And then you say, Blah,
1: blah, blah, right? And he tells you, no, 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 this other thing. And you say, then you actually go and vets. I, I was actually very close to winding him up and saying that because me and my dad have done that before. We, we were on a train before and I was like, you know those people that are on trains just talk really loudly about their life and how much money they
0: make? We've taken a swerve to talk about train <laughs> elements. This is,
1: this, is, this is very important, Dan, Okay, because I don't <laughs> like it. It's a pet peeve of mine. Okay, This guy was on the train once and my dad speaks Spanish. So he pretended to be on the phone to Pep Guardiola, and it was hilarious. He just kept saying, Pep Guardiola, Man City, Ireland, Haaland. It was superb. It's just swerve. Let's move on. Sorry, it's completely unnecessary. I've had way too much to drink. It's going
4: to
0: be so fun. All right. So anyway, we made it to the wonderful and uh, maybe historic, I don't know, Leeds Marriott that we're recording this in right now, and then got out to uh, Whitelock's Ale House, which we were in for the better part of four-ish hours.
2: Yeah, l- let me just, let me talk about this pub. It, it might be the favorite pub of the trip so far. It was a very small, very quaint, old school pub. Yeah, they proudly say 1751 in the building. Who the fuck knows? But um, <laughs> if, if that is true, uh, they surely, surely uh, did a great job with us. Uh, a few gin and tonics. And then, Dan, uh, the star of the show, lunch. Yeah, there was uh, a wonderful fish and chips.
0: But anyway, we were there for a while.
1: Can I talk about the fish and chips? It was the star of the show. One it was more. the star of the show. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to talk
0: about it more? Yeah.
1: It, it looks thick with two C's on your story. Look thick fantastic. with two thick C's, yeah. I did. It.
0: Look, uh, good good mushy peas on the side. That was excellent. It had uh, skin on fries. So it was the, the thicker fry oh, you know Daddy
1: to me. This great. wow this
0: is i apologize if you're listening to this episode of your car with children yeah. i really really apologize not the one for you. uh the the batter for the the fish was uh light mm. you know just crispy enough when you kind of tapped it with that fork was it was kind it beer of broke was it, it know, was a like, beer batter yeah. Oh, that's very nice. yeah that's very good yeah uh anyway it was great it was tasty it was delicious we were there for a while. Uh, wonderful Adam Newsom from Football at London joined us for a little bit. We had a chance to connect and chat with him. And then we uh, got told that we should go someplace else. Not because we were being rude
2: or rowdy. Uh, we, we just were, we were kicked out. That that was they just kicked us out, which was fine. we
0: had been at the table too long, and uh, they wanted us to go someplace else. We went into the Pack House or Pack Horse, Pack Horse, Pack Horse. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, we ran into more people. We saw Louie there, which was phenomenal. Louie and Chelsea. And then uh, we also saw Nick, who we had yeah. seen over the weekend at the yeah. Cock as well. And then we also saw Chelsea supporters lighting
2: off flares, which was probably not the right thing to be doing in Leeds. I mean, they were having a great time with it. Uh, but yeah, this was uh, this is a cool little pub. We stood outside. It was kind of tucked away in a little alleyway, which was nice. But, uh, you know, Louis, we haven't seen you in two and a half years.
1: Last, last time we saw each other was literally when we went out in West Brompton. Was it? Um, what game was it? I can't remember what game it was.
2: Brighton Brighton home. Oh yeah, it was
1: that it was that unmemorable when it was like a nil nil or something like that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense then. But yeah, we had had that. It's two and a half years, it was mad. I loved it. Jake had his uh, was it your first tequila? No, no. But you, you bloody behaved like it was. <laughs> what what was that? What was that?
3: Like it's not been a big drinking trip for editor Jake. Um it was a rough day for the for the drinking. I'm not gonna lie. Made a fool out of myself. It happens.
2: Was it the worst tequila that you've had,
1: though? It was. It was up there. It was pretty Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. It was,
2: it was up there for me in the in the worst tasting tequilas of all time.
1: I've still kind of got the taste in the back of my mouth. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. That's. I'm just glad I had a pie at the football just to clear that all up. <laughs> well, and that gives us a good pivot because we should talk about the football. That was why we were here,
0: partially for friends but also for the football. So we made sure to catch a little Uber. Didn't want to do all the walking. Took a little Uber down to the stadium. And, uh, you know, just blended in as much as we could as uh, no one was wearing any type of color. So there were a few brave souls who had made the decision to do that. Uh, but look, we uh, made it past uh, many uh, mounted police officers. We made it past uh, some on foot as well. Found our way right into the part of the uh, away supporter interest, Nick.
2: Louis, can you answer a question for me as an actual Englishman?
1: I mean, apparently I'm not English; I'm Italian. To some people, but go on, carry on. Yet, yeah.
2: sure. why are your horses so large?
1: Massive. I don't know, mate. just—they're just—they're just, just big boys, aren't they? Terrifying. They're like—they're like—they're like Dan's fish with the chips. They're—they're they're thick. They're huge.
3: I could not have been more scared of getting kicked in the head by these horses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
2: I'm just saying, like they—they're—it's they, like they're on stilts, like.
1: Well, no, they—they're they, not on stilts. Just want to reinforce that quickly. They're just big horses. <laughs> for
2: your listeners at home, they're actually not on stilts, but they're ten feet in the fucking air.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, we made it through in through the kind of the turnstile area, right? We had the little switchbacks for the queue. We kind of made our way around. Yep. Uh, Nick got recognized by somebody because of the beard, of course. Sure. Always the beard.
1: Yeah, I, I I get that sometimes. Some people think I'm Nick Valenti because of the beard. I don't know what it is.
0: Sad day for America right there. (laughs) Uh, We made it through into a very cramped away area, uh, got funneled up a flight of stairs, up to another flight of stairs, and made it into Ellen Road officially, Nick. What were your impressions of the uh, future championship
2: away ground that will be visited by teams that are not Chelsea? (laughs) Um, I'm sure it'll be nice for them. I'm sure they'll have a little bit more room to operate than we did. Um, But, I mean, this is the first time that Chelsea's been to Ellen Road for a league game in 20 years. I think. No, not sure. But the first one, fans oh, were about signed, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea fans there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it. who knows if it'll be there again. Maybe we got the one time in 20 years to see this, but it's a cool ground. I mean, uh, the only way I would describe it is kind of just historic, mm-hmm. and we were underneath, like, the awning of the upper tier, and so everything felt really intimate, you know, and we were sat next to a, few fans were just having a really great time taking the piss out of Leeds, and uh, the whole crowd did, uh, for the most part. But, yeah, the, the ground is echoey. Let me just say that, echoey. You know, Louis, uh, you've been to a few more away grounds than we have,
0: so how would this sit or rank amongst your away ground experience? Mm-hmm. What type of picture would you paint for people who have not made the trek over to as many locations?
1: I... I would say it's up there for me for one of my favourites. So I've, I've always wanted to do Leeds away. Um, Leeds is kind of a... It, so it's a ground which me and my dad have always wanted to go to together. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it because he had to do a load of stuff. Um, so yeah, I had to take Chelsea, which is, you know, it's all right. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think... <laughs> um, yeah, no, So it's, I think the one thing which I was always interested in was is the atmosphere actually going to be as good as people make it out to be and i think I, I use liverpool as an example liverpool whenever i've gone is arguably the worst atmosphere i've ever sat in but yeah no in the atmosphere for the for the game the way that they held themselves despite the situation they're in the way it reverberated around the stand and then as well as that we were going for them as well it was it was a fantastic fantastic atmosphere
2: yeah, I think I think for me this was the first like proper like call and response game between the fans. Like we went to Palace a couple years ago and it was, you know, they were pretty shit at the time and we were better and you know they had the drum and whatever, but it just wasn't. I mean, it wasn't remotely the same as as what today was, which was like a very us against the world, Chelsea against this, you know, the other three quarters of the stadium type of vibe and. I thought what was really interesting is like, because Chelsea got off to such a fast start, it kind of set the tone for the way that the fan engagement was going to go. And so it was Chelsea giving it to the Leeds fans for all 90 minutes, to be fair. I mean, the away line end was really loud and uh, it, it was it, especially back where we were sat, you were in kind of the more front row. You were in the open air. It was like deafening at times. and, Whoever, you know, whichever section of the away support was picking up the songs, everyone else was just dialed in. It was fantastic. All right, so we're gonna take a real quick ad break and just before
0: we get into everything else about maybe some more specifics of the main and the match, key moments, highlights, things that we enjoyed a lot from our time at Ellen Road, other than knowing. That we're sending leads down. So we're going to be right back after this break. Thank these sponsors for financially supporting the show. All right. Our
4: next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and, and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life out, a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more a durable resistant immune system. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. Again, I do it. It's easy. It's fast. It's quick. I uh, throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work, drink it 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 goes down quickly uh and like i said you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily uh, but hey don't listen to me athletic greens has over 7500 5 five-star reviews it's recommended by professional athletes and it's trusted by leading health experts such as tim Ferriss and michael gervais so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills supplements to look out for your gut health To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so we're back, and we'll now start to talk
0: a little bit about the match because there was 90 minutes of football plus some stoppage time that we had a chance to enjoy. And it didn't take long for things to pop off at Owen Road. Not only was there a nice goal from uh, one Mason Mount, but there was also a gruesome tackle from one damn James who uh, just – sorry, no.
2: Yeah, doing it? i I'm just
1: shaking my head at
0: the pure grotesque. I, I, you looked at me. I was like, I, I couldn't... Like, I'm, I'm, was I wrong? No, no, no. I was looking at something.
1: In, in my head, I'm just going... <sighs> post game, Jesse Marsh. And we, we when we were sat having a drink downstairs, obviously, at the, at the hotel, it came on with him looking at the screen. Apparently, post game was like, I haven't seen it yet. He was literally looking at a screen and went, oh, yeah, no, that's not already, Card. I'm like, are, are you blind? Like, what is wrong with you? That was, I mean... I think the pure pace and ferocity of it, when we looked at it, it was like, okay, that was a harsh challenge. When coverage kept rolling, I mean, he's a, he's a big boy, Kovacic. He does not go down easy. And he was down, like an out for the count. I was like, what's happened here? My friend sent me a picture. My He's lucky he's still walking. I mean, hopefully, obviously, he had to, he had to come off. I mean, my, well, hopefully he doesn't miss the cup final. But oh, my God, the, the, the injury, it, it, was, it was horrible. Yeah, like
2: the way he crumpled is what makes you worry, right? Like every time in those situations, you worry about a leg break, you worry about an ankle dislocation or something like that. And when you look at the photo, it's amazing he still has ligaments in his ankle. Like it is a complete bend of that joint, and his boot is going one way and his leg is going the other uh, that's I'm no doctor, but that's not what you want um, for, for a long, sustained career. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, I'd say even before the, the red card, which was, I don't know, 30th minute, something like that, 27th, sure. Uh, Chelsea were, the, Chelsea came out like I'd hoped they'd come out against Wolves. Full of energy, full of enthusiasm, not taking shit from anyone, and Understanding that Leeds were going to crazy press, like they've never pressed before, because they need this result, right? They need something from this game, and they're still the remnants of uh, of uh, what's his face, Bielsa. Yes, of course. Uh, One of the
1: greatest football coaches. What's his name? What's his face again?
2: (laughs) Uh, What's his name? But Jesse Marsh had tried to get them to play a little bit different recently. It clearly hasn't worked. So they kind of reverted back to form. It was super easy for Chelsea to break their suicide press. I mean, they were basically going man for man across the field. And if the ball went up to Lukaku or Mason Mount or Christian Pulisic, and we were able to get two passes off, they were completely broken down. And that, before the red card, I thought we were going to beat them by a lot. Obviously, after the red card, the scenario changes. Yeah, it
0: was nice that uh, we did get a chance for the true star of the game. The real reason... 38,000 people were at Ellen Road. Anthony Taylor getting a chance to truly make a moment for himself with the red card. It was quite wonderful. I know that that fulfilled the long dreams that I had. I had a chance to uh, throw my fingers up at the back of my shirt, point to the tailor on the back. I was wearing all black. It was
1: perfect. In honor to him. Took out my plastic cards. Threw up my red card as well. You didn't just throw it up. It was like a little flourish. You know, you know that uh, clip of the Italian referee? who uh, who does the, li- the little flourish and everything um it was that's what Dan did it was like yes, fantastic I love this oh, well, I' will notice though like Dan I think as well he was wearing a bald cap but he polished it just before he came out yeah, exactly. so it was even more shiny <laughs> which I think that might might have meant what happened when Dan James happened Like maybe he just caught a, a glimpse of Dan's head it was like oh my God that's just like really bright and then midway through challenge red card so Dan w- w- well done mate
0: well, look—it's uh, all about uh, the gamesmanship that you can provide to a match, and uh, I'm honored to play any part in Chelsea's victory on any given day or occasion. But we did talk about one name in that first half who had a chance to impose himself. We're discussing it. it was Mason Mount, who got the scoring started for Chelsea today with a wonderful goal assisted by Reece James and Jake. Uh, at first away day. Wonderful. So you followed up a home match, 1st a home match, and now a first-away match. You got a chance to see Mason Mount score with Reese James Cross. And how did you feel, or how did you think about uh, his performance on the day?
3: Um, I've pretty much constantly repeated, since we've gotten back, that today was a statement day for a lot of people. Um, And I think Mace is maybe the one person who didn't need to make a statement and still did it. Um, Absolutely incredible performance. He just, there was a lot of opportunity there for him with this open midfield and this just, like Nick has said all day, suicide style of play. It was just, it just left our midfield having a blast and our forwards having a blast. And Mace took every opportunity possible, basically, to at least create a chance. And yeah, what a finish! I I in the in the stands, we're on the opposite side for that one, so it was like, oh wow, he like absolutely blasted that, and then you see the replay, and it's like, wow, that is a beauty. So great stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously Mason didn't play at the weekend, and you know it's important that you know as we head into next year and we think about this team and the way it's constructed, it's not reasonable for any player to play. 55 matches in a season at full tilt, like he wants to do. Right. And we've seen a couple of times this season that when he's been given a day off, Louie, to me, he comes out the next game shot out of a cannon, looking like he wants to lead this team to a glory. That's never been seen before. And, you know, again, for us as, as I, I was pretty nervous heading into this game because we've been so shit lately, to be honest, it's, It's a it's a reassuring thing to see that kind of energy and enthusiasm and then to see it completed into a goal like, uh, you know, we've struggled to score early goals.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I've got an interesting stat uh, Yannick gave to me um, during the game that Mason Mount is the first player since Eden Hazard for Chelsea to get double figures in goals and assists in a season. And he's the youngest ever dirt for us, apparently, in the Premier League era. So, you know, he's he's just proving people wrong again and again and again. I mean, look, he, he, he's not always pretty about it, but that's what I quite like. You know, there's there's a grit to Mason Mount. He's he's a glue for this team, I feel. And I, I think that's, it's obviously not an, a quality which you can put a number to. But when he plays, you can just see that there's, there's a much more cohesive nature to our play. And, you know, he, he's proven it. Uh, with with this, this goal saying how he played and like, like you said absolutely when he it's almost like he plays with a chip on his shoulder you know when he misses that game he's like why have I missed that right I'm going to show you why I should be playing every single game I'm going to show you why I should be doing X, Y and Z for Chelsea Football Club and he's delivered again and again and again Granted, I think you know today it was it was it was almost a, a good confidence booster for you know, for for him and for other players that maybe have struggled over the past few weeks in terms of obviously the results not going our way and maybe not seeing the best out of players. Um, but you know, I think he has been superb, and you know, he's definitely in for a shout out player of the season. If not, I think a definite call for me personally.
0: Well, speaking of other players who maybe deserve a little bit of shout out today. Uh, and after the last two matches, Lukaku, the Ram Remontada is officially on, as our friend Ollie Glanville was saying in the WhatsApp messages. But another day of really strong performance in his ability to body up to defenders, to play back to goal, to get a runoff, to play the ball in others, to get a ball played and passed into him. A little Drew-esque in the way that he was holding up at times today. No?
1: No? Hang on, hang on. No one's ever going to be giroud esque but he did play well. Giroux is simply the most beautiful man I've ever seen. No, but yeah, I think he's playing well. This is going to sound so harsh. If I want to see him do this against the top sides, like we said, Leeds were so open today. I mean, I I think I could have run in between the lines that they were creating and, you know... (laughs) Um, what's so funny nick snow <laughs> <laughs> um
0: what, what, what you don't realize is nick has said that on the podcast hey, before boy, attempted boy. it didn't do it and they I got called out on instagram boy,
2: first of all every time I have to goddamn it finish this? i i could have scored today with these <laughs> with these open lanes and a little bit of press but please
1: i mean, I, I i i just want to say i definitely could i was um my school's top goal scorer at under 13's level, uh, but I can I can find the form again. I'm not a mechie, you know. I just need a bit of confidence. Um, but yeah, no, I think you know, he he played well. Definitely, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say he's played poorly. Um, it's good to see him finding his feet. Personally, just given how the year's gone and how he's behaved on some occasions. I, I'm kind of mentally already checking out with Romelu Lukaku, which is a shame. Um, I think, you know, when he, when he first arrived, you had this whole aura of, you know, he's coming back to Chelsea. He's got points to prove. He seemed to be a striker who was scoring a lot of goals. Someone who, when they play with that chip on the shoulder, I was saying with Mason Mount can do so much more, but he's, he's just not delivered. Um, and it's, I, it's a shame, but you know, it's, I think it's a case of the way that we play hasn't really suited him. Um, but you know, two games, great. Let's 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 see it for a, a few more weeks and maybe into next season as well. Yeah, I think
2: the one thing I want to say about Rom is like uh, three goals, two games. Obviously, the competition has not been extraordinary. Right, Leeds are very bad. Wolves are playing very poorly. Uh, but it's been interesting to see, especially in the stands for both games the support whether it be home or away is getting behind him um and i think it's in response to the performance that he's putting in obviously if he were to walk today if he wouldn't have been part of the build-up play if he wouldn't have done the things that he ended up doing uh to me jake like th- then the support wouldn't have been there rightfully so because we've seen those performances this year too to be fair but you know he he also has looked refreshed he also has looked like he wants to play at Wembley on Saturday, right? And that he wants to be a part of the solution there. So, yeah, I mean, while while I think there's a lot of the bridge that's been burned to this point, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily slam the door on it because if you're Todd Bowley and the new ownership group and you see the way that he's playing, you see the way that the fans are reacting to him, even after all the terrible, stupid shit that's happened, I don't know if you close it completely. I mean, he's still an expensive asset that you're not going to recoup any sort of total value from. So I don't know. Uh, it's not what people want to hear, but I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves as they come.
3: Yeah. Um, it, is, it is really exciting to see the fans stay behind him. I said this after Wolves um, that we heard a lot of noise for him. Yeah, multiply that by like about a billion today, I think, um, even after the match ended. Uh, Plenty of big performers today. Lukaku is the one getting the chance as the whole squad came over and waved goodbye. So it says a lot. Um, I mean, he's sitting there with Mace. He's sitting there with Azpi even. All these people who have been leaders in this team and he's getting the cheer uh, in a day where a lot of people perform. So I think the fans would love to see him stay. I think we'd love to see him keep doing this and enjoy playing for us. But it's just... It is a matter of what we'll see and if he can keep it up. But um, definitely a, a bright light. Really fun to watch. And good to see effort. That's the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, when you see him running and jumping and making two defensive clearances on set pieces, headers. I don't even know if Trev did that today. He was probably right there with them in numbers. It's, it's crazy. Effort.
0: Well, what Trev did do is Trev had 141 passes by himself. Really opened up the right hand channel, somehow made his way back into the performances, maybe into the good graces of Thomas Tuchel. But in general, looked strong on the day. Nick, he had a really great day out. The fans gave him uh, a chance to a couple chances to uh, to shoot when he got the ball on the outside right hand of the box uh, when we were, they were down to ten men. But in general, lots of positive support from the away fans for Trev Chalba as well.
2: He he has to start Saturday. He has to start Saturday. We kept another clean sheet with Tread Chalba in the lineup. He's looked confident. He's looked assured. I, I, I don't know what else one can do. Now, look, he had an easier day than he would have had otherwise with, with 10 men, right? So, like, I think any fair person would look at that and go, okay, well, maybe this wasn't, like, indicative of a full performance. But if you saw the way that he was busting upfield to try and get a little bit of space for Reese, who they had clearly targeted as the guy that they wanted to close down, then you would understand the type of effort that he put in Louis. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else one can do, but look at him and go, as of right now, he's playing the best possible right center back that we have.
1: I absolutely agree. Absolutely. I think look those parsons just speak for themselves. I think we now need to start looking forward and you know I think Trevor Chalabra is, is definitely someone who's going to be part of that process Um so why not give him that opportunity like I said another clean sheet understandably down to 10 might not be the strongest performance look I think he's, he's proved himself on several occasions this season why not chance it why not give him a chance and I know people might say it's a cup final you're going to want to have you know strongest 11 out is he part of that well yes Right, right now he is and, you know, I, th- I think I'd look at him. I'd look at Thiago Silva, look at Rudiger. That's a really good back line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got someone there who's, I think, one Well, one thing which we, we lacked a lot this season is that, you know, those, that pass from the back, that look down the wing. He did that several times today. If, if he wasn't finding Reece, he was finding Mason. If he wasn't finding Mason, he was finding Ziyech. If he wasn't finding Ziyech, he was finding whoever it was that had switched over to that side, you know, he was such an important asset for that and, you know, Look, the, the Leeds press, as, as mad as it is, on those few occasions, it can pick you apart. And you would have thought Chalaba would have been the weakest link in that team, hence why they're pressing that side quite a lot as well. But every time he found that pass, every time he broke their lines, every time he was one of the players who started those opportunities, absolutely superb today.
2: Yeah, and I would say on you know especially for those who watch the game on TV, if you, if you saw it uh, live on TV, then we definitely saw it on the field. Jorginho did a great job today in in press scenarios of providing the triangle for Trev to make a choice. That goes unnoticed a lot and you know again, you say whatever you want about Jorginho in these types of situations Dan, but I thought today with a young player who, you know, clearly has played more minutes than we ever thought he would this season for Chelsea. He provided just an easy, simple outlet and then allowed him to get up field, which is where I think he's probably the most dangerous right now and, and allowed him to make a couple plays. So I was just really, really impressed by the way that the right side triangle ended up working out.
0: Well, yeah, you had, uh, the benefit of Trev being able to pass it up to uh, Mister Expected Bodies himself, Reese James, <laughs> and just uh, collecting souls on the right hand side as he marauded up and down the pitch today, which was look, you get a different level of appreciation for just how special a footballer is, of Re- uh, Reese James is, when you get a chance to watch him live, his ability to just shirk someone off. Like they are a gnat, it is so impressive. It's it's really special, and his attacking thrust that he can provide, in addition to the support he can add from a defensive element, which thankfully didn't really have to be called upon in all this match. Because once Leeds went down to ten men, it was basically like the start of the collapse for them. But then Leeds got to basically freelance for a while and be like, "Look, hey, Papa Tuchel, here's what I can do."
1: Here's what I could do if you unleash me.
0: Here's why that uh, right wing back role might be better for
1: me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've not understood why he's been playing centre-back over the past few weeks. It's, you just shoved him in there. It's like, right, okay, but he's... It's a waste. Exactly. So it's like, no, he, he needs to be here, here. That, he, he's the best English right-back for a reason. And yes, I said that, and I will stand by that to the day I die. He's a better all-round player. Send for him who you want. Um but i think it's the <laughs> you know he said it's the way he shuts people off i think i always think back to that game against juventus where he basically held 11 men in his pocket and was it's it, you know it wasn't even that it was you know when you have your younger brother and you're a lot bigger than him and you can just kind of put your hand out and it's like they're going to try and swing for you and you just got this he's like there he was there with giorgio chiellini like one of the what big, big players were doing that for years. And he went, <laughs> no, every time. It was like, you, you said Nat, you said he shuts people off. The best example is uh, Avengers, uh, Loki. We have an army. I have a Hulk. And he just flips players around like they don't exist. He is He is spectacular. I love that man so much.
2: Dan Dan said when you're watching him live, and of course we've now done this twice in three days, right? Or four days, whatever. He's the player you notice live. I mean, out of everyone on the team, he's the guy that you're like, what did he do? He did another Cruyff turn in the middle of four people for no reason, but it worked. Or he made an absurd pass that I didn't see from 9,000 feet away up in the stands. Like, I I tapped Jake on the shoulder a bunch and I was like, You fucking see that? (laughs) Like what like what an unbelievable player this dude is, Jake.
3: Yeah, I could not agree more about the like being the one player you watch, especially as someone who grew up playing for like basically my whole life. You're always like basically taking ten seconds to eyeball every player on the pitch at any given moment. But Reese Reese captures you. He'll like do something insane on the ball and then he'll get rid of the ball and you're like still watching him because you're waiting for him to get it again and it's very 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 entertaining and yeah some of the moments today were just absolutely ridiculous it's it's just such a weird world to see a right back who can absolutely pickpocket someone on a tackle and then turn around and Cruyff turn and hit a like mini roulette on someone and you're like what the hell is going on like it seems like more of an attacking scenario but absolute unit
2: and it's really hard, even though I give no credit, and I mean zero credit, minus credit, to yeah. Anthony Taylor for whatever shit performance that was today. I never it
1: was that <laughs> Bald man,
2: um, lamest <laughs> <miss> super villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I imagine I imagine it would be incredibly hard to ref Reese, like it's incredibly hard to ref LeBron, like it it really is like. A dip because there are some 50-50 challenges that he goes in shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder and you're like, is the other player unconscious? Like, what, what happened to them? They're on the, the boards on the side, and it was a fair 50-50. I imagine it's a hard thing to referee. Yeah, so...
0: I, I don't know. Reese is a special. Yeah. And end of. It would, we'd be remiss if Christian Pulisic scores a goal. And we are present for it Mm -hmm. as three Americans plus one English Italian and just a bloke, just a bloke bloke and (laughs) Louie to not talk about Christian getting an impact opportunity in the match as well. Really, really well struck goal Mm -hmm. in his delivery. And I generally tend to think, Nick, that we have seen a little bit now of Tuchel's plan for the cup final. I think that it's very unlikely watching this match, seeing the movement, seeing what's gone on, that he maybe did this as a way to potentially pencil in Christian Lukaku and Mount for the final.
2: It's kind of a wild scenario to think about if you're three weeks ago, right? I mean, two of those players were not even remotely close to a starting spot. Uh, I think, Obviously, Christian played well today. He got the goal. I was really happy that, you know, he took it and scored. And it was outside the box. My buddy Joe messaged me kind of right away. He's like, I don't know if I've seen Christian score outside of the box for Chelsea before. And I was like, that might be a good point. I don't I don't know if I have, a, like, really, if you think about his goals, we're always kind of crashing far post. Or, you know, in the box, kind of the West Ham style goal where he kind of arrives late. So... Uh, yeah, I was really happy with his performance. I think the last two games, Louis, the the way it's looked to me anyway, I should say, he looks more active and isn't honed completely in on the left side. He's moving around quite a bit. And I think he's creating passing lanes for Reese and for Mason, for a bunch of other players, and also kind of popping in around the box a little bit more and kind of confusing defenders. And obviously gets the goal today, which is fantastic, but... I think the overall style of play is really, really good right now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about him at the at the pub, weren't we? Where I, I was saying people will not like me for this. And most of them, probably my Lukaku take earlier. I was saying, look, if the right offer came in for Christian Pulisic in the summer, I'd, I'd think about it. I think, you know, he's obviously been injury prone quite a lot. You know, he's had his odd purple patch, but I, I don't think that was enough for him to cling on to. But... The past couple of games, and <laughs> speaking of purple patches, uh, the past couple of games, you know, he's he's been really really good, and like you said, you no, know, he's he's creating the space. He's been a bit more active. Um, it kind of almost feels like that Real Madrid game was a bit of a wake up call for him, because I, I thought he was poor in that game where he comes on and was, you know, he looked like he'd been running for one hundred and twenty minutes when he'd been on for ten. Um He almost, I think, you you saw a different player come out of that with with a lot of the lads as well. Some, you know, went down. Um others kind of just about maintain what they were doing. He He's come out of that, obviously, and after the past few weeks, he's he's come out and he's he's definitely been someone who's, who's made differences. Um, the, the space thing's a big one. I hadn't even thought of that, to be honest. But you looked at his movement today, the space he creates, the, he, he drew people with him. And it's, again, another thing we were talking about earlier with him was we signed him not to well to be the heir to Hazard. Obviously, it was never going to be the case. You know, it's a big shoes to fill. Different sort of player. But we were talking about you know he was someone who we thought would come in and make those differences in those games. He did that today. You know, he 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 did what Hazard used to do, where you'd have, you know, two players follow him just purely because of his movement. He'd bring out the right back, but the right back would then be covering him. the centre back. The centre back would then follow, and then all of a sudden, huge pocket of space for you know Marcos Alonso to maraud into, like like he does. And then, you know, it just it just created so many opportunities. It was fantastic today.
3: Yeah. Um, this is something that I like really was excited to talk about because I think this is really the difference maker in this match. And it wasn't just Pulisic. It's something that showed with a lot of people. And I know we already chat about Lukaku some, but a lot of it starts with Lukaku. Um, if you think back to our first great performance with Lukaku, Arsenal, bodying defenders, holding them off, we haven't really seen that for a while. It's been more him trying to make runs. Maybe you see it every now and then. Today was back to that. He bullied the hell out of this defense, and it allows for players like Pulisic. It allows for players like Ruben Loftus-Cheek. It allows for May even to get the ball and already be up on an advantage. There's already a defender taken out of the play. Maybe you should have somebody else out of position because that defender's out of play. And then these players who can run at defenders have an opportunity to take advantage. A lot of the time we, we are like, oh, well, our players can't run at defenders because they're not Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard could run at, at the, the biggest disadvantage in the world and make it look like a piece of cake. But today we saw attackers get a chance. We saw them have the actual play in front of them and be able to run at it rather than just try to make something happen out of nothing. And it's been a great system. I hope we keep it up. It's what I think is changing this team for the better.
2: That's largely down to the the speed of passing though yeah oh, I, mean, right. I mean I mean I mean one one thing that has been really apparent for the last two matches and maybe even going back further, but I mean, we played some really tired football over the last couple of months, so it's it's hard to see, but the ball moves quicker these last couple of matches. it frees players up to make easier decisions because they don't have fifty people around them they they don't have to backtrack as much. And so when Jorginho is able to receive the ball, easily pass it out to Trav, easily pass it out to Reese, easily pass it up to Mason, it then frees other players to make easier moves. I mean, like, that's just the way it is. If the ball moves quickly, you think those prime Barcelona teams? Those were not physically gifted teams. They just moved the ball better than everybody. And everyone's chasing shadows when they played them. If Chelsea can move the ball quickly against Liverpool at the weekend there's something to really think about in terms of how the result could go. If we do the turgid back and forth really slow, now I got to have Christian get double teamed because we didn't move it fast enough and it's back to Alonzo, it's, I mean, kill me. I mean, that's just the worst way to see us play. But I've been really impressed with how they've found little pockets of space over the last couple of weeks. And maybe this is the turn, Dan, of something that's a little bit easier on the eye.
0: Well, look, again, we'll, we'll caveat it with Leeds or a shit team. Yes. This is a terrible lead side. Yes. We did have a man advantage for the majority of the game. And the way that Anthony Taylor re- refereed it, maybe a man and a half advantage for half the game? Because he definitely looked to be a little bit more in favor of us, which it's is rare. very odd. I don't understand. I'm so conflicted. My feelings are all over the place. I don't know how to comprehend it.
3: Said, Anthony Taylor could have sent off about three different players. I'm still not sure how the two-footed in-air tackle on whoever I want to say Reese or Alonzo was not a red card. I have to watch it back, but it seemed brutal in the I stands.
1: I, I just can't believe the bald man actually did okay.
3: He did like us today.
1: The the, the bald the bald man was okay. It was, it's 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 I can't believe I still can't believe we're saying that. Anthony Taylor, A.K.A. Baldman a.k.a. Egghead, a.k.a. Dr. Evil, <laughs> actually managed to, to do okay in the game. Um, I, I, th- I think, look, the the passing and everything around that, obviously, you know, his his performance was great, but, you know, like we going, going back to passing was superb. And, you know, the tired football, hopefully it has come to an end. Um, and then, you know, Anthony Taylor can... Maybe, maybe that was why it was good, actually. Maybe it was the passing. Maybe it made him dizzy. It
2: was it was too quick for his slow intellect to pick up, uh, which I thought was good. Uh, one thing I will say, just as we as we move to rap, like obviously the stories came out this week that Tuchel had the players in on Sunday. It's usually a day of rest after a, a Saturday performance that wasn't up to snuff. I'm hopeful that kind of like team building. They went to go watch the 23s. Like they, I'm hopeful that this team has enough gas in the tank. For Saturday, I mean, I think that is now the main challenge for the rest of the season. You know, if Arsenal and Spurs draw, as you're listening to this, it's it's Thursday. There, if they draw, we're in Champions League, which obviously takes a huge weight off of our shoulders heading into uh, the kind of final week of the year. But I hope that that team can just gel one more time, just once more. It's really it's been a long fucking season. We all understand it. But man, the last couple of games, the players looked like they wanted to play around each other, play with each other. There was a lot of smiles, a lot of hugs after goals. So, I don't know, Dan. Maybe maybe it's the hopeful vibe. Oh, it's uh, potentially a little bit of a sayonara,
0: a little bit of a farewell to several players of the Chelsea side who, either from their own choices or from potentially the club's decisions, are going to make their way out of Stanford Bridge this season out of SW6 into different teams and different colors. And Saturday could be a really phenomenal way, a really special way for them to go out on a high as a part of their Chelsea memories because we didn't win the league this year. We're not winning the Champions League this year. We unfortunately got robbed in the Carabao Cup. I'm just going to say it. It was a robbery. We all saw it. It It, The linesman didn't see it. VAR didn't see it. We saw it. Um, We won the Club World Cup. On the super cup which was nice let's let's just finish out with a third let's finish out with a third honor for this team which would be really special uh, before we wrap this one officially though before we end it uh two things of note that i want to talk about one we got to see our good friend care for youth scott uh caught us after the game as we were walking out he recognized the uh, attire that we had on again no colors but uh, he did Saw the beanie, he saw Nick's hat, grabbed us from behind and uh, a little startled there, but we had a chance to see him and uh, walked, walked with him out of the, the stand, which was quite wonderful. One thing, though, there were a lot of chants. A lot of chants it might be a little dirty, too, that we're not going to uh, recant on air. However, I would like to know, amongst all the chants that we sang for 90-ish plus minutes... At the Leeds fans. What was your favorite one to sing? And can you can you sing it just a touch for the listener at
2: home to bring them back to Ellen Road, back to that away section with you? No, I mean I loved, especially as Chelsea were two 0 up, I love the you're going down, you're going like there were four different variations of the song. Go listen to it on air. Favorite? Um na 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 na
0: na 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 are going down, going It's it's, down, it's one of
2: my favorite like chants of all time. I've so forgotten what
3: the other one was where we basically just said, You guys have fucked it up again. Like
1: Leeds. Uh, Leads are fooling up. Uh- okay. Best John. Yeah. Bit of Joy Division. Can't go wrong. I love Joy
3: Division.
0: That was my favorite. Like, yeah. Look, uh, all the celebrations about Leeds going down was phenomenal.
2: And, uh, look, you know,
0: Frank helped uh, get a draw, so that also helps also uh, keep pushing them down, too.
2: Yeah, obviously, they didn't get the win, but 2-0, the, the crowd started some, I, let's call them all chants because we were kind of out of our normal playbook and it was kind of getting boring because we were out uh, seeing the Leeds fans. The super Frank chance hit hard for me tonight. Yeah. It was it was really cool. Obviously, we just lost to them a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever. But it was really cool to see that, you know, the fans still support him after everything that's gone on. Tons of love for Tommy Tuchel tonight. Tons of love for the players, obviously they're on the pitch. But when it got to like the 79th minute, there was a super frank chant that I think was was pretty special. And uh yeah, man, maybe it'll be the thing that keeps him up. A little bit of shit house. Tons of shithouse
0: from the OA supporters. It was a phenomenal night out for chelsea fans we hope that you enjoyed it wherever you were taking the match whether you were in the stands with us whether you were doing it from home or the comfort of uh, another location maybe you have finding a way to sneak it in at work but uh, we hope you enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed another special episode from our london series as we continue to make our way through these matches, uh, both the men's team and the women's team. But before we wrap, we want to say thank you, Louis, for spending time with
1: us for booking a train home tomorrow instead of taking the coach. We appreciate it. I mean, it was it was either take the coach and get in at five o'clock in the morning with you know my neck twisted in several different directions. My I've literally so I've had a, I've had a bulged disc which has just fixed itself. So I'm kind of there in a position of yeah, I'm gonna sleep in a bed and then get the train home uh in the morning at a decent time but yeah thank you for having me it's i mean it's it's my yearly appearance i have to make one every season and i've done it now so yeah bye
0: (laughs) all right well that is going to wrap us up at home chelsea supporters but we will keep you updated throughout the next couple of days too tons of fun left tons of action remaining in this season for chelsea we appreciate you being along for the ride but until next time you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high